We're going to cut the beginning. I'm letting all here. this go. No, we're not. <laughs> until one of you learn Delete how to do this. Delete this, and I'm going to start. Unless someone else, can someone else do the opening? I think it would be, unless you guys want me to do Hello. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. We got dungeons, we got dragons, and we have some laughs that we want to share with you as we take you on this magical story that's been happening. My name's Noah, I'm your DM, and our players, Justin, Josh, and Sebastian, or should I say, Fievel Mazenthrov, Rogar, sorry, Rogar what? Rogar Ragnar. Oh Rogar Ragnar, <laughs> alliteration's key, and Tyson McKay, also known as Mike, are joining me here. Hey. Hello. Howdy. For those of you who are first-time listeners, or Back for and watch episode one. <laughs> You will be lost, trust me. <laughs> or for those of you who just want to know, a little quick recap of our last episode. So, Tyson McKay and our Bright Lord, Rogar Ragnar, got captured by some bullywugs. Now, this was a whole delegating scene between them and Gax, the translator for the Bullywug King. They eventually, after lots of lots of deliberation, the Bright Lord decided that he was just going to pay 100 gold coins as, a, as an offering to the Bullywug King. He's now a free citizen in their lands, but he's not really allowed to leave as of a, yet. This was a half-hour decision. Don't don't think it was like... It wasn't quick, taken lightly. Quick five. <laughs> no. <laughs> Every single other possible alternative was exhausted before that was, yes. that was decided upon. Yes. However... Gold. <laughs> don't act like that's... You still have like... 65. <laughs> yeah, a lot more than I have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike wasn't actually allowed, able to secure his freedom. He didn't have the cash moolah. That's arguable, though. He didn't have the cash moolah. I am free. Uh, <laughs> you're a freed slave. I, I haven't seen anything to... I, I am freed, and then I'm captured again, and then I'm freed, and then I am captured again. That seems to be... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, on the other hand, though, our mouse folk, Fievel, actually got into a pretty hefty battle with a shambling mound. Arda! Arda, yeah. That's something that's going to have to be taken into account. Um, the Shambling Mound was defeated by the two-headed giant toad, which we actually have a little bit of a hindsight 2020. Because it has two heads, the second head isn't allowed to attack, but because the Beastmaster took the bite evolution as well, that attack should be only 1d8 instead of 1d10. But we're letting it slide, live and learn, and we're moving forward. I think you need to dock XP. <laughs> you got half. Not docking it. Yeah, you're right. Okay, everyone loses 250x. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nice. We're all back. <laughs> We're all back at zero. Just kidding. Only Josh that is back still at zero. Be level three for me. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> right. We also have a level up. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Not you. Would you like to share Not with you. Yeah. Would you like to share with everyone what your level up entailed? Uh, well, for me, I get a new ability. It's called Hear Me Cry, and I'm able to conjure... <laughs> no, you can, Steve, you can just do that regularly. <laughs> conjure animals without consuming a spell slot. Wow. Once for long rest, yes. So you can cast the spell Conjure Animals. Yes. Super cool. Also, an additional level 1 spell slot and two level 2 spell slots awesome. become available. So hopefully some more healing, probably, I'm assuming. Yes. The toad almost died. Arda is pretty much dead. Arda was engulfed by the shambling mount, and then subsequently every bone in her body was broken upon her rolling a one. Well, Actually, her, didn't care her right arm is, is not broken. But So quickly, before we begin, questions, comments, or concerns from the players. And then our hour and a half will begin. I can't wait to eat this dinner. How much heat does the sun give off? Shit. <laughs> I'm the DM. I'm supposed to have all the answers. <laughs> no, I don't know, nor do I care. Okay. We're going to start ourselves off as we normally do. With Tyson McKay. Mike. Whoop, whoop. Mike, you had concentrated for a minute, and as you were placed into the cage, or about, you know, 30 seconds after you were placed into the cage, you decided to planeswalk. Mm -hmm. Okay? And you find yourself again in the plane of fire. Okay, so. I love it here. Tyson McKay is a planeswalker of the red energy or variety, which means that the plane of fire is, is his, his safe place. Yeah. yeah. So the plane of fire, now quoting some canon is like stepping into the maw of an ancient red dragon. If one didn't have protection or immunity from high temperatures, they that like I mean these temperatures are high enough to melt stone, then death was swift. The following discussion assumes a visitor and all their clothing and gear has the capability 
uh, this capability and either did not need to breathe or could compensate for a superheated, often toxic atmosphere that could immolate one from the inside. Because you are a planeswalker of the red variety, the fire, you yeah. are immune to the to the altering effects of this cool. plane of fire. However, your loincloth is not. Ah, and that's where they get you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Therefore, you find yourself in the plane of fire once again. The loosely packed elemental fire beneath your feet is more like hot coals. Okay. And you find yourself on this plane of existence. The sky is deep crimson red. Flames erupt from geysers at your feet and in the surrounding areas. And you see a lake of fire far to your right. It looks like a distance of kilometers, but it's really one of the only... You have to understand, there's not many things dotting this landscape. No, No other beings? You don't see any other beings currently. Would you like to do a perception check? I would. Roll me d20. That is a 15 plus 5. That's a 20. So about 60 feet from you, so the the extent of, of your of your of your perception heavy vision, you see a creature made of flame. It wow. looks like an imp almost. Ooh. I have a question. Yes. Can I planeswalk other beings? Can you planeswalk like teleport with them? Yes. I'm gonna go with no. Okay. Off the top of my head. But yep. we'll do research on that. And yep. if any listeners have any answers to these questions, by the way, you can always get in touch with you us. You can tweet Sab at uh, I don't have Twitter. Sab have Twitter at <laughs> yeah, we, well, we can... We'll figure it something. By the next episode. Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. So promises made, and they will be promises kept. So this creature looks like a small imp, but it's made of fire. It has these tiny wings, and it pe- appears to be, like, you know, f- jumping about. Ooh, does it look friendly? Roll me d20. 14? <laughs> <laughs> if imps made of fire are cute and cuddly and friendly, then yes, it looks cute and cuddly and friendly. I mean, I'm fire. Can he hurt me? It looks like he can... Well, I mean, you can take damage from attacks if that's what you're asking. Yeah, okay. Never mind. Then. I'm going to try and avoid that guy. Sounds pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he, he definitely is. Uh, you can try and, you know, think historically or, or think yeah, you know, about yeah. what kind of creature this might be. I mean... If you've ever heard stories of them. But okay. you probably haven't. Yeah, probably haven't. Okay, I guess I will just... Can I observe it for a little bit? And just see what behavior it has? So, roll me d20, first of all. 13. Upon more inspection, you actually see three of them. Ooh. They seem to be flitting about and jumping together. Two of them look like they're fighting amongst each other. The third one's egging them on. They These imp-like creatures appear to be native to the plane. They look like they were probably something born of mm-hmm. the plane of fire, and they they tend to they tend to they don't look like they're super intelligent. Yeah, they look more like they're fiendish. Well, I don't want to die here in this plane. Okay, what would you like to do? Is there like any structures or anything like that? Probably not, but I'll just I'll look for any structures. Okay. As opposed to the last time that you came here, where you saw that obelisk, that large tower, you don't see anything this time. God, I thought I spawned in the same spot. No. That first time was more of like a vision Uh, than anything. This is more of you've actually planes walked this time. I've gone here and I'm naked. Well, yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Good thing it's warm here. It's quite warm. All right, I guess I'm going to take a, you know, I'm just going to rest up a little bit. You're going to re- regain that. Ah, health. You know what? Those imps are pretty close. They are very close. Yeah. They've wow. actually rolled to see if they've seen you. They haven't yet, though. Okay. I'm going to stealthily move away from them. Okay. The opposite direction? Yeah. Roll me a stealth check. 12. Okay. So the. No. Yeah, they don't see you. Okay. I was going to say, they haven't seen me. Their before. passive perception is lower than that, and they're not currently looking for tasty human beings. Nice. Well, <laughs> dude, how many how many humans come here? Not, not many. Yeah. <laughs> I assume other planeswalkers, I guess. If there are any. Planeswalkers are very few and far between. Yeah. So. This plane is not one that's hospitable to humans. It's It has different inhabitants. Okay, I guess I'll planeswalk back. Smart idea. I'll see if they notice anything. Okay, so you return to the material plane. A few of the people around you gasp as you kind of return. But the bullywigs aren't looking inside the cages. They're they got their backs <laughs> to the cages. No, people have noticed. They were like, oh, <gasps> and now you're back. And they say, whoa. What did you do? Give me some clothes. <laughs> An old man says, No, he's fine the way he is. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. It's not her that the bird <laughs> That would be super funny, though. <laughs> be sure to stretch out those sweet, creamy hamstrings. <laughs> God. No. Okay. Very quickly. Not very quickly. I mean, everyone kind of gawks for a second. But it's pretty a big, man right? who appears to be in his 30s 
rips part of his tattered clothing and hands you it to wrap around your waist. Nice. He I says, so. child, what, what have you done? Uh, I lost my clothes. <laughs> but how? You, you disappeared. Did I? How could you not disappear out of the cage? Ah, you know what? I don't really know these powers that well. Okay. I'm just, uh, you know, I like the cage, I guess. So the lizard folk, which you now recognize them to be, Uh, these large lizard-like creatures, are at the opposite end. They don't seem to be mingling with the humans, especially not the new humans uh, who are in the cage. They eye you very suspiciously, not trusting of your dark magics. They take a picture, it'll last longer. They don't know what pictures are. They don't know what pictures are. Yeah, I rolled for it. No one, <laughs> no one rolled high enough. I, I asked one of the people who they are. One, one of the, the people? One of the humans. Okay, so the human who just helped you isn't one of the ones from your home. home okay, village. I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He introduces himself as Farald. Farald. Yeah, F-A-R-A-L-D. And Farald looks at them and says, they tend to keep to themselves. You don't know what they are? Oh, they're lizard folk. Yeah. Kind of a, kind of an isolated race. Mm. They stay deep in the mangroves. Looks like they stay in cages. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> let me just roll for that response. Yeah, it looks like they stay in cages. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to tell you. They don't talk to anyone. He actually responds that they have talked with him and yeah. some of the humans who have been here longer. There's a woman, who is actually Farrell's sister, and and she has. They, those two have developed a relationship that is less like it's it's amiable, right? See, they're yeah. they're they're not hostile towards each other. Okay, yeah, because I, I I say they look like fighters. They could they could be of assistance here. So he nods and he says, "Oh, trust me, they've tried. There was a breakout a couple days ago. Two of them got killed, though." I say I ask him if he can introduce me. Yeah, no. Okay, so a sixteen. So he he seems he seems receptive to the idea. He says, "Look." Take a rest. I don't, I don't know exactly what you did, but you look tired. Uh, all right. Okay. Says, I'll take tonight, a rest. when they're all busy with the feast, we'll discuss how to get out of here. Sounds good to me, old man. He's thirty. Fantastic. That's old. Gain <laughs> fifty experience points, making friends. Level up. <laughs> oh, oh my God! It's a miracle. <laughs> so congratulations on level two. Level two. All right, Sebastian. Yes. Have you, you've probably chosen to sleep a fair amount. You were up most of the night. Yeah, I was sleeping for this uh, big, big dinner, you know. I've heard it's pretty special. Fantastic. We are going to have you, would you take a short or a long rest, actually? Probably first question we should ask. Take a short one. Okay. Like four or five hours. That's closer to long rest. But, okay. <laughs> I mean, you could do one more hour on that, and that's a long rest, pretty much. Okay, sure. Awesome. Long you rest. can roll your hit dice if you've lost any health. No, I haven't. So, you. Awake from the guest quarters in the Bullywood camp, it's a bed atop mostly rotting logs. You know, there's leaves and stuff put over top of it. Delicious. Mm. Yummy. It also has a window, which overlooks the swamp. Wow, beautiful scenery. Yeah, I mean, in the eyes of the beholder, right? (laughs) (laughs) To each his own. But you awake, and it is six hours later, so afternoon. Thinking like okay. two, one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. What would you like to do? Get up and you know stretch a bit. Nice. Limber it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll walk outside and see what's going on. Okay, so the Bullywugs appear to be preparing for a large feast, which is to be held in Vox's honor tonight. Wow. They are hustling about, setting up tables, which are going to be all placed. There's going to be one large table placed on top of that platform. Yeah set up around the throne, right? Because Vox isn't going to get off his throne. Let's be real, okay? What a fat There are also other tables which are going to be set up in that open area. Okay. That court, not I wouldn't say courtyard, right? But like imagine a town square of this small rural swamp village. Yeah. So Vullywugs are setting up tables. They're also, it looks like, you smell as though food is being prepared. It's not any food that you're familiar with, though. And you actually see someone walking by. It's human. With a wooden plank. And on top of that wooden plank, it looks like there's large slugs. Oh, God. And they're walking past you with these large slugs. They appear to be still alive. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the feast isn't for hours to come. Well, so Do uh, dragonborns eat slugs? 
at the at the risk of offending your host, I think you're gonna eat whatever's put in front of you. <laughs> oh god, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> oh, you're not even gonna save the prisoners? I was gonna come over and see what what was that. I'm naked, so that's something. No, you have a loincloth now. I'm gonna go I over to the cages. Yeah. Okay, so okay, as you I'm walk up to the cages, you notice that there are eight bullywugs stationed outside the cage, two on either side of the, the door of it. It's uh, imagine a bamboo-looking cage, but it's not bamboo; it's like wood. Okay. Okay. So hatch, cross hatches, and stuff like that. There is one at each of the corners, and then there's also two that seem to be walking around the cage. They, they, they're not effing around. Yeah. I don't know why. They I know I'm in there. I don't know why I, I, I censored that. They're not fucking around. Right. Yeah. We're getting that R rating. <laughs> <laughs> so you approach the the bars. You see. Amongst the humans, almost ten lizard folk, which are looking up at you. From they 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 look like they've made themselves comfortable. They've been here for a little while, so they're sitting down. A couple of them are murmuring and discussing things with each other. Amongst them, on all the prisoners, you see Mike Tyson. He flexes. Oh. What would you like to do? You know, they're not getting fed properly. I think I want to give them like one or two rations. You know. Okay, are you going to do it stealthily, or are you going to do it, like, sneakily? Stealthy, yeah. Cool, so you're going to, like, roleplay it for me. What are you going to do? Take my over there! <laughs> take my rations out and just kind of, like, hide it behind my back. Slide Point through, over, yeah, yeah. To, like, grab the food. All right, roll me. How many rations are you doing? There's the 16 humans. Oh, my God. From that troop. 17, including Tyson K. Plus an additional four that were there before. You're just all going to have to split. That's all I've got. Okay. <laughs> Trying to be nice. Yeah, I'll okay. do too. All right, cool. So roll me two stealth checks for slipping those two through there. 19. Nice. Very stealthy. The bullywigs do not notice. And a seven. Okay, so they notice that one, but the other one's already gotten through, and so is that one. So one of them comes up to you and starts to push you away from the... And he, he's like shaking his head violently. Okay. No, no. Put my hands up. You gain one light point. So for those who aren't listening, maybe you'd like, or for those who aren't listening, who don't know. I say they have to listen. There's no other way to do this. <laughs> Would you like to describe to them what light points are? Because I was actually just brought into the loop. I understand now yeah. what light points are. They're pretty cool. Uh, pretty much whenever I do uh, like a good action, I gain a light point, And I use these light points to cast spells later on when I level up. Ooh, cool. That is, yeah. Yeah. So Bright Lord doing good things gets rewarded for it. It's kind of like inspiration points. But tailored to the bright lord. Yeah. So oh. I get one and a half rations in there. No, you get two rations in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Are the prisoners happy? Yeah, they they look excitably happy. They look like they've received food, which yeah. they don't often get. Am I resting at this point? You are resting. Okay. Anything else that you like to do? I'm gonna look around the town, see what's there. Okay. There is the large platform with the throne on it. Vox is not there currently. Right behind that, there are stairs leading to... Oh, <laughs> there are stairs leading... When I get this smile, don't just know, <laughs> know that you shouldn't do it. Behind that, there's a large waddle and daub mud hut, right? Right behind it. Stairs leading down off of it and into it, and there are just as many guards, if not more, outside there. Okay. Okay, Vox is very heavily guarded. All around and dotted throughout this village, there are... A number of huts, all with bullywug families, tenants, owners, right? About 20 feet off, or offshooting from the cages, and 20 feet away on the opposite side of the camp, there are two of these towers, which are made of these rotting logs. They're just logs stacked on top of each other. It doesn't even look like they're stairways. It looks like the bullywugs literally climb them, and then stand atop them to watch and to to keep guard. So there's one... 20 feet from the cages on the outside of this small camp. And then on the other side, across from the throne, there is another one. That, that's all that's in the town? Yeah, no, like calling this a town would be an overstatement. Okay. This is a, not even a settlement. It went a out village? Of, yeah, village. It's like a shanty town. A for Yeah, it's a camp more than anything. Bullywugs aren't massive colonized. Like, they don't create cities, right? It's not their bit. They're not but they love, they love 
shiny things and jewelry and like loot. Ooh. So that's kind of what they're about. Can You're I, a bright uh, lord. Can I look for the uh, translator guy? Yeah, sure. Um, where would you like to look? Um, he's probably near like the dining area, I'm assuming. Okay, so you want to look near the throne? Yeah. Okay, roll me d20. 15. Okay, so he's not there. Where he is, is anyone's best guess? We're doing Vox. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, I don't know, I guess I'll... Chill out till the... Chill out till the dinner, yeah. Fantastic. Oh, thanks. I gave you rations. Okay. I was asleep, I didn't get any of them. <laughs> Rolling over to our other character, who is right now apart. He's not not with our companions. Fievel Mazenthrov. How's it going? It's, He's with his toad, well, though. Yes, I'm with my toad, but I was uh, in the midst of... Saving someone. Saving someone, yes. Last we left off, you slew a shambling mound. How does it feel? Pretty good. Yeah. Yes, I, I heard of the challenge rating and... Uh, challenge rating five, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very surprised. <laughs> okay, so last we left off, you had defeated the shambling mound. Congratulations. And Arta, who had been engulfed by it, she rolled a one on attempting to escape it, and subsequently almost every bone in her body was broken. You're now kneeling before her, mm-hmm. legs just shattered. You can see bones piercing through her scaly skin. Her, the only woman you've loved. <laughs> the only woman who's ever debatably liked you. Toad. Toad's a dude, Bruce. Toad's a dude. That's what you think. Jack Bauer. It's all a lie. Could be a girl. That'd be cool. That'd be a twist. <laughs> Could be a plot twist. <laughs> Jackie Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Baures. Ooh. Ooh. Anyways, what would you like to do? I'm going to grab... Her hand that is not broken. Her face her <laughs> right hand. And I'm going to cast Barkskin on her. Barkskin? Yes. Would you like to tell our listeners what that does? I mean, I'm familiar with Barkskin. Okay, so... Does it make her have tree Barkskin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay, affirmative. So you touch a willing creature, and for an hour, that target's skin has a rough slash, like, bark-like appearance. And it pretty much just, like, ups her AC. So you're trying to protect her from further harm. Yes. Fantastic. The only issue being that after this whole fight scene, she's at negative 10 health. Mm. So you either start healing her or she starts to slip away into darkness. By the way, she's already failed one death saving throw, and I'm waiting for your moves on this. Uh, Heal is coming in. I was waiting for you to do something, (laughs) but you just seemed really okay with trying to move her. (laughs) I feel like I should tell you that that's not going to (laughs) work. Okay. So she's protected, and now I'm going to use a Cure Wounds on her. Okay, roll me a 1d8 plus your spell modifier. Hope for an 8, really. 3? Plus 3? Uh, plus 3, so and six. I'm proficient in Herbalism, if that counts. You need a Herbalism kit. I do have one. Fantastic. I started with one, yeah. Alright, so roll me a d20. You're going to need a 15 or higher. So you use your Herbalism kit, and you fail. Mm. She's currently at negative, what would that be, seven? No, no. five. Yeah. yeah. She was at negative 11. Mm-hmm. So she's at, this is math, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> she's at negative five. She's going to roll another death saving throw, which she fails. Oh God. oh, God. So she's got two fails. One more attempt, and then another death saving throw, and we'll see how things go. She's seen the alligator Jesus. Wait, I got one more... <laughs> go towards the light. Lizard folk Jesus. <laughs> I got one more slot, so I could actually do one more heal on her. Okay, fantastic. Roll me a d8 plus did you, your... Did you not use it in battle? No. Well, I, I used the two, well, he leveled and up. then I leveled up, which gave me another oh, one. Okay, I see, I see. So four plus two, so six. Fantastic. She's at one health. It doesn't fix all of her fucking broken bones. <laughs> I, I know. But but she is stable. Okay. Stable enough that you could carefully bring her back to her people. That's uh, what I'm going to do. Okay, so how would you like to do that? Okay, well, I'll, I'll gently grab, I guess, from like underneath her arms and drag her towards my toad. Very gently. My ribs and or legs. I'll, I'll tell my toad to come right there, and then I could just lift her on top. Lift her on top of the toad. Yes. Okay. Roll me a strength check. You're a very small mouse. She's a very large lizard folk. 
uh, <laughs> seven. Okay, so you're unable to pull her Ugh. towards the... You can try again. I'll allow it. You should send your... Uh, yeah, you should send your toad to go get help. Or can All my right. toad use its the tongue? The toad's going to tell people. What hey. the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just heard can the toad use its tongue? <laughs> its tongue to like... Kinky. You know, just kind of like... For those of you who can't see what's going on because it's a fucking audio podcast, Justin, <laughs> he just stuck his arm out as if to say the tongue's going to dart and grab her and then whip her backwards <laughs> onto its back with all of her broken bones. Yeah. Okay. I'm imagining a very fantastic ragdoll. I'm going to try and lift her again. Just maybe. Okay. 19. Okay, so yes. Yeah, fantastic. So you do pull her onto the giant toad's back. Okay. Now just imbue it with jump and have it jump 60 feet in the air, right? Oh, yeah, that'll be gentle. Oh. <laughs> Whee! <laughs> okay, so you're going to walk it. It's going to walk the back. rest of her bones. Yeah. It's going to sludge back very slowly. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna, I'll hold her hand for the whole return journey. Okay, she fades in and out of consciousness. You know, she keeps saying her grandfather's name. Poppy! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? You're oh, ruining the moment! <laughs> she keeps saying Ozo. Ozo? But then later on, she says the full name, which is Ozode. You're assuming it's her, her grandfather's name. It's sentences, you know, that that pertain to grandfather. Yeah. It's gonna take you. How slow is this toe walking? I mean. As slow as it can go. Like it's walking slow, right? Half speed. Yeah. Quarter speed. Half speed. Half speed. It's gonna take you an hour and a half to get back. In that hour and a half, we're just gonna roll to see what random encounters okay. are gonna go down. But thankfully. Nothing happens. Oh, Direwolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been fun. <clears throat> Sandy Hagrid's. But nothing happens. <laughs> As you approach the village of lizard folk and the stone structures once more, two lizard folk, a female, and then a younger male, like maybe an adolescent, not old enough to really be like a warrior yet, approach. They see that you're obviously, you're looking not too great yourself. Your toad's probably looking a little banged up. And they seem even more shocked when they see Arta and her broken body. They quickly and like securely kind of stick their arms underneath her, bring her inside to one of the stone huts, and they say, My God, what happened? I tell them uh, we got attacked by a... Shambling Mound? Shambling Mound, some would say. Oh, gosh. We haven't seen one of those creatures in years. But you defeated it. Yes. I managed me and the... uh, Jack and Bauer here managed to overcome the Shambling Mound. So they tell you to go and rest, that there's nothing that you can do for her. She'll need time to she, heal. She, on the way here, she said, take her to o- Ozode. I don't know if that means anything to you guys, but I think that should probably be your first bet. Let's see how they react to that. The answer is no. They say, her grandfather can wait. She, she can't move in this condition. Can you at least tell him? They tell you that they're going to tend to her, but that you you can go oh. and to speak with him if okay. you so choose. I will do so. Okay. They tell you to come back later in the evening. She Where? may have regained consciousness by Whereabouts then. might I find her? Okay, so there's a very large stone structure. It appears to be more of like a common area than anything. It's two houses down from Ozo's place where you were before. It's larger than his dwelling. So imagine like a community, maybe vendors are set up. It's also probably where community gatherings happen. Okay, so okay. the town center. Yeah, right. there's a red cloth banner drapery which hangs in front of the, the door, so it's very recognizable. What would you like to do? Would you like to rest? Or would you like to go talk to? I'm gonna go talk to Ozo or anything else. Oh, chode. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I like changed his name to Ochoa. I like Sal's one line there. <laughs> not helpful for storyline or content, but it's, it's not yet hit puberty. So uh, <laughs> okay, so we will. Your toad can't go any further into town. It requests a rest. It's yeah. fucking tired of your oh, shit. Just, <laughs> yeah, it can go do what it wants for. Okay, Jack day. Bauer tells you he'll he'll be back later tonight telepathically. So you're heading to Ozo's. Yeah. It is mid morning. Probably like 11-ish, actually, now that I think about it. And you are walking through the Lizard Folk town. As you walk towards Ozodes, you see an el- that same elderly 
lizard folk woman. Mm -hmm. This time she recognizes that you're not with Arta, and she says, how did the hunt go, and, and where is Arta? Tell her to go to the uh, large stone structure, and they'll explain everything there. I, I have a quest. It's, it's urgent. I, I have to go. So she asks you the large. She doesn't seem to like understand what you're saying. I just say red banner and I <laughs> keep going. Okay. Do you like? Okay. She she looks and then kind of yeah. kind of gets what you're saying, <laughs> okay. but not really. So you head to Ozodes. What would you like to do? Can I just like walk in? Or can I? You can walk. Yeah. There's no one there guarding the door. Okay. Well, I meant like, is the door closed? Like, I'm assuming I won't be able to reach the handle. No, okay, none of these stone structures have doors. Okay. Imagine two large rectangular pillars almost yeah. with a lentil or like a beam okay. that's over top that's made of stone as well. That's what I pictured It's before. like an I open doorway. Sure if they like added doors. No, no, it's more of an open concept. Kind of okay. like the Flintstones, Justin. Yeah, Flintstones had doors. I don't think so. Fucking check. Yeah, they did. They definitely did. They definitely yeah, had doors. Fucking idiot. Help me out, guys. They didn't have windows. Viewers, help me out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they had windows, but they, I'm pretty sure they had doors. They definitely had uh, doors. Okay. Fuck. They had both. I hate you. Minus one light point. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. I go into Ozo's house and I okay. start shouting his name. Shouting his name? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, you don't have to shout his name because he's actually. If you were to walk in, right at the left, there's a... <laughs> what the fuck do you want? He kind of jumps in his seat, his stone seat. He's sitting at a desk of some sort, and he appears to be contemplating. He has these beads in his hand, which he seems to be rubbing between his thumb and his index finger, and they look like they're made of dark wood. What are you smiling about now, Bright oh Lord? My God. Grow up. <laughs> Let's hear it. I really want to know what's funny. He has anal beads. Oh. <laughs> I'm not asking oh, you anymore boy. what you're laughing about. So he has the anal beads between his thumb and his forefinger, and he seems to be contemplating as he looks at an old piece of stone. It's cracked, but it has carvings, and they seem to be in like concentric circles of some kind. But as you come in, he places his hand on the edge of the desk, somewhat blocking your view of the stone, so it doesn't look super intentional. And he looks at you and he says, What of your hunt? They all explain on the way, let's go. Where are... I'm not well enough to walk. Arta's injured, let's go! At the sound of Arta being injured, he tries to stand quickly, but you can see it's feeble. He then, you know, <sighs> exhausted, takes a seat, and then attempts to stand again. Let's see how this goes. With a 11, plus his strength of 1. He does stand. Wow. You should you should kill him and take over the village. <laughs> I am the leader of the lizards. His last words were, "You lead my people." <laughs> Too long have the mice been downtrodden. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've not been provoked. Calm down. Okay, so he uh, he stands and he says, "Tell me on the way, son." He grabs a staff made of wood from beside the door and hobbles as quick as the old man do, okay? It's not by any means... Like, I mean, you can tell he's trying. Yeah. But it's not like he's, he's running into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> you begin to walk towards that community structure. As he... He seems to know where you're going, and he said, did they take her to the Drakta? The Drakta is the community building. Uh, yes, they took her as soon as we arrived. And he asks you, he says, what could have done this? There's a ambling mound that attacked us. It kind of took us by surprise. We weren't sure what it was at first. So he seems taken aback as he hears of this, and he says, In my day they roamed, and they were all too common, but the lizard folk nearly wiped them out. It must have been a newly born creature, right? Born of lightning storms, right? Yeah. He looks to you and says, You didn't find the hatchlings, did you? No, I didn't. My my main concern was to bring Arda back. Fievel, you have done my people a great service, and you saved my granddaughter. Take 100 experience points for helping the lizard folk. Wow. wow. As you guys enter the Drakta, okay, that community building, all of the lizard folk who are inside 
put their hand, their hand in a fist, right? And they place it over their breast and then they bow their, it's not like a, a like a head, like a full 90 degree bow. No. It's like a nodding of the head towards Ozote. He is clearly the, the leader of this group and he's often not seen walking about. So probably something pretty uncommon. Yeah. He walks over to a stone it's taller than a bench, so it's more of a table, and it seems to be off and to the left near the back. of The building's actually circular. And now that you walk inside, you see stands made of wood, some of them selling food, like skewered meats of, of certain types, others actually weapons of different sorts. And in the back, there's that same older female, not the, not the one who was chopping meat, but a different one, the one who helped you take her down, mm-hmm. that female lizard folk who is tending to Arta, right now they're splinting all of her limbs. So they're taking the hardwood from the mangroves, the roots that are like super strong, they cut into those, they take them, they splint all of her wounds, and they're currently feeding her some type of broth from a bowl. She's barely conscious. Ozode walks over, hobbles over to her really, and clasps her one good hand, and just shakes his head, and uh, you see a tear well up in his eye. He then places her hand back down and looks to you and says, I can't bear any more loss, Fievel. Kill him. So you don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) Triggered. I'm not being provoked. After he says he can't handle any more loss, he says, confer with her once she's well again and bring our people back. I will do my duty. He looks to the people around and he says, once you've you know, had your, you know, had your few moments with Arda. He says, "Return to my chambers. I have a gift to bestow upon you for your you saving her." Tell him that's not necessary. <laughs> he puts his claw-like hand on your shoulder, and smiles and says, "Oh, but it is." He heads back to his chambers. What would you like to do? Can I see over? I guess like the pedestal or table that she's on, or no? Can you see over it? No, you're super short. I'm going to request that someone boost me up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a lizard folk brings in a stump from outside oh, perfect. to help you out with that. So now I'm like, once I climb up on this stump, I'll be able to see like, mm-hmm. yeah, the table level. Able. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I, I thank him and I, I climb the stump. Hopefully it's on the side where it's like her good eye. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm not moving that stump by myself. <laughs> I grab her hand. And I tell her, I will be back, but you stay strong. And then I, I give her a little bisou on the... <laughs> For our listeners that aren't French, <laughs> a bisou is a kiss. So he kisses her hand. Fantastic. She kind of murmurs in her sleep, but she does not wake. The nurse lizard folk says she needs rest. And what would you like to do? I tell her, as do I, I will be a return later. You hop down, the merchants and the other lizard folk, you count maybe 10 different stalls of various kinds, all look to you as you, I'm assuming, exit, unless you want to look around. I'll do that at a later time. But yeah, so I I will exit and I will head to uh, Ozad's house. So it's about noon when you head back to the lizard folk leader's house. He's sitting at that desk again, looking at that stone cracked tablet. He then looks up at you as you enter and stands feebly before walking over. He doesn't say a word, but he walks over to a chest in the corner. Lifting it open, he pulls out a dagger from inside, walks over to you and hands it to you and says, you'll be needing this where you're going. I tell him thank you, okay. but I, can I examine this dagger? You can. Gene? So the dagger looks to be made of steel. It's a fairly like, well-made dagger, but it looks old. It's slightly curved, so more for slicing than it is for... I mean, I'm sure you could stab with it as well. The hilt, the handle, has silver inlay, right? Silver filigree. And there's an emerald in the pommel. There is no real... When I say hilt, there's no real cross guard, right? There's no real, like, hand protection. Okay. There's no crossbar on it. It's just a dagger that... like The handle is kind of seamless with the blade. Okay, so okay. like... Almost like a throwing knife type thing. But. It could be a throwing knife. It looks almost more like a hunting, like a carving knife okay. than anything. But it's it's obviously nicer than that. It looks like it could slice deep. 
You can probably throw it though. You can def actually I know you can throw it. He also looks to you and says that Arta is the one who knows about the Bullywood camp. So once she's better, you'll talk with her about how you're gonna go about that task. In the meantime, he says, You're welcome to rest. He ha he also hands you a small, tiny piece of cloth. It's purple in color and it has a little bit of gold around the edges. He says to show this to anyone and they should be able to help you with in terms of food or like a place to stay and stuff like that. Oh, okay. I mean, as far as getting free weapons or like free expensive yeah. items, no, not, it's not, yeah. It's to show that you're his boy. Okay. Lizard folk don't love outsiders, but you seem to be okay to them. What would you like to do? I'm just going to take a long rest, but I'm going to head back to the large stone structure where it is. Cool. I'll just kind of like nap in a corner or something like that. The Drakta. Yeah. So you head back there. You can absolutely take a long rest in the corner and like just wait. Like, so what are you thinking? Six, eight hours until nightfall, basically? Yeah. That's cool. what I'm thinking. I'll just get everything back. Awesome. We're going to leave you for a moment and we're going to return to our ever clever, the ever clever, love it, the ever clever Rogar Ragnar. You have waited until the banquet and it is now. Tables are set up, torches are illuminating as dusk falls. There is beating of drums and a very tribal atmosphere. Some bullywug women are dancing and they tend to the every need oh God. of Vox. You are given a place at the head table. Oh. Yeah. You are a guest now that Special. you've paid the tithe the the that's, tithe or the That seat cost a hundred gold. Tribute? It did. <laughs> Your seat costs nothing, but it's in the mud in a cage. You're sitting at the head table. You're to the right of the interpreter, right? Okay. The uh, the whatchamacallit? Translator. Gax. That way the king can talk to Gax, Gax can talk to you, you get a little telephone game going okay. on. Nothing like some loss in translation. The first course is a course of bowls of flies okay. and other types of bugs, insects, large crickets, which My seem favorite. they're over three inches in length. The bullywugs seem to delight in this kind of food and they happily slop it up, using their tongues to dart out pretty quickly and grab things. What would you like to do? You know, that's some dragon board too. I'm just going to use my tongue to do the same thing. Okay, so you use your tongue just like the bullywugs. Yeah. You're successful for the most part. It's a little bit, you're not used to eating like this, but you know, it's you know, what are you going to do? Food, yeah. Exactly. The first course is over and the bowls are cleared by the bullywug women, and yeah. the second course is brought out large baked slugs. Crispy on the outside, gooey on the inside. It's like a jalapeno popper, but better. Mm. <laughs> Josh, do you want leftovers? <laughs> no, I think I'm good starving to death. <laughs> Would you like to eat some of the... Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll try a piece. You cut into the slug, baked slug. It's actually not as bad as you'd think. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Kind of the It's the texture that's appealing. That crunchy but gooey, it's good. You're, you're kinda... I can tell the translator this is pretty good food. I, I'm enjoying this. Roll me a charisma check. Nine plus one. Ten? Fantastic. Vox like nods your way after Gax kind of translates the message, right? And speaks Bullywug back. Pax tells you that... Gax, I apologize. Tells you that only the best is served in Vox's kingdom essentially, yeah. and at his table. Seems that way. Okay. I disagree. <laughs> Conversation kind of picks up and between you and the king until eventually Gax asks you if you would do a favor for the Bullywood king. Sexual. <laughs> Ask him what the favor is. Vox talks for a long time, rambling and rambling. He kind of beats down a bone of a bird which oh is part of the third course is roasted birds so he beats a bone down the table and he seems quite angry and Vox translates quite eloquently he says the lizard folk people have been nothing but a nuisance to them a trouble they keep on attacking Vox's village and settlement without provocation they hunt outside of their own territory they're scoundrels and they're fiends and he says that these lizard folk have attempted to escape from their prison even though they're keeping them well they feed them oh, 
what more could they want, right? And he tells you that they want these lizard folk executed. I'm not too big on killing people, you know. I, I look for the good stuff. The good stuff. So, uh, you know, maybe you guys can sign a treaty or something that you guys can both get along. You know, no no wars, no nothing. Okay, roll me a, roll me a persuasion check for creating a peace treaty. Peace world maybe. 13 plus 1. Gax relays your message. He does relay it to Vox. Vox slams his slimy hand down the table. Uh, <laughs> and see, nine, nine, nine. He's <laughs> not about it. He. Am I gonna get gassed? <laughs> oh, God. oh God, Josh, really? <laughs> you made the joke first. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> he uh, he seems very opposed. Just you don't even hear Vox's or Gax's translation yet, but you seem like he's not about it. Gax tells you that Vox is the rightful ruler of these lands, and that the lizard folk have been given their chance to leave. Now, Gax also tells you that the lizard folk have been withholding tribute, as is customary to give to the, the, the king, that he knows that they have a secret temple where they keep treasures and gold, and that if you're not willing to execute the men, that he wants you to retrieve that for him. Have to kill innocent people or steal something? Bullywigs aren't exactly lawful good. In fact, some would say they're neutral evil. And this treasure is at the lizard folk's place? The lizard folk and the bullywig have had a long relationship in this region, okay? Spanning back hundreds of years, okay? okay. And Vox is a descendant of kings. So his his family line has been king for quite some time, and before that, like he can t- he can trace his lineage back to the early Bullywugs in this area. He says that he's been told, like handed down the legends of the lizard folk and how they have a temple that's hidden in the mangroves, that its location has been lost to Bullywug and lizard folk alike, but that there is treasure within it. Is it possible for me to get a, a map or? something to help me out during this quest yeah so <laughs> so Gax tells you that the tr- the location has been lost they don't have a map this is helpful the mangroves are particularly not kind to bullywigs though they they tend to do better in the open swamp they don't do as well in the, the denser jungle forest like regions I, uh, I tell them I need my my good old friend uh, Joshi over here oh you say you need Mike uh, I said Gax? I, I need his spells. Ooh, I like it. Roll me a persuasion check. 13? one. 14. Well, Gax looks a little bit, you know, suspicious. He eyes you a little bit and then relays your message to Vox. Vox thinks for a moment. You can see, like, the cogs are turning, right? And then he looks at you, and then he kind of thinks again, and you can see... <laughs> you give him the thumbs up. Like, yeah. That's a good idea. Let's roll for his reaction. Actually, not bad. Vox looks to you and nods and then looks away to like his women and kind of occupies himself with something else. So Gax turns to you and nodding as well, he says, you'll have your magician mage. Very well. I shake his hand and... It's slimy. It's okay. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) He tells you that you're to embark tomorrow, but that you will have to go with a troop of his bullywugs. Something we can go by ourselves. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, he says that if you bring back this treasure, he'll let Mike Tyson go, and that will be his tribute. And all the other humans. Mm, roll me a persuasion check. We're going to start haggling for human lives here. Ooh. You didn't care enough about the three. Yeah, even his four beats that. Well, it depends. What's your charisma? Plus one, hit ties. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at what a bully wug's charisma is. It's minus two. Oh, so good. This so <laughs> mine wins. <laughs> he tells you that upon seeing the treasure, you'll negotiate about the others. Alright. So I shake his hand, I say thank you for dinner again, and uh, you know, I'll see you tomorrow morning. The feasting's not over. There's hours left of different entree, different courses. Oh my god. Be nice. <sighs> I'm gonna say, can I bring some food over to my my friend? He must be starving. 
Roll me a persuasion check for that. They tell you that they'll have a plate brought over to him. The meal isn't over, but contests start to begin. Primarily a spear throwing contest, which happens in between the tables of bullywugs that are in that open area. Gax tells you that you should participate to show the king just how good of a spear thrower you are. And that if you can beat his best bullywug, half of what you paid him in tribute is like the prize money. Oh, get my gold back, half of it. Hey, yeah, sign me up. Fantastic. So, there is a wooden target that oddly looks like a lizard folk. Right? And you're to throw it at that. There are three other competitors. One bullywug, which is. You look like a female lizard folk? All her limbs are broken. (laughs) It's not Arda. Relax. (laughs) Okay, so there are three other bullywugs competing. One appears to be very short, but he looks kind of fierce. He's got a couple scars on his face. The second is an average-sized bullywug, maybe a little bit darker green in complexion, but doesn't look to be all too wild. And the third is the largest, a little bit darker, like more of a grayish color, if anything. He looks older, though. And you. Each contestant is given three spears. The highest ranked points are for the head, the torso, and then limbs, obviously. It's basically ranked whoever gets the most heads or the most, like the best combination will win. Win, yeah. The first up is the short bullywug. He throws his first spear. Nice. And he gets a torso shot on his very first one. So the bullywugs begin to croak and cheer in their own way. Uh, and he kind of raises his hands up. He seems like more of a berserker bullywug than Uh-oh. anything. Okay. This brings me back. <laughs> the second one, for those of you who don't know, Sebastian's last character was a, a berserker, a barbarian. The second one, the darker green one, he rolls and he throws his spear. Ooh, but he only hits a limb, the right arm. As it sinks into the wood, he gets less of an applause, but still a hit on market. And the third, the large bullywug who looks older, throws, he gets a torso shot that's dead center. So he kind of beats out that first one. Guess it's me then. It is you, for your first shot. Can I aim for anything? Yeah, you can aim, but it's more about like what your actual numbers are. I'm gonna aim for the head. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Really, you don't say. Come on, baby. Eight plus two. Okay, so you hit a limb, the left arm. (laughs) (laughs) fantastic alright so it's that first bullywig's turn again the berserker the one with the scars on his face the the crowd kind of cheers as he throws and he hits a second torso shot (laughs) the second bullywig the one with the greenish complexion throws he also oh no he hits a headshot oh my goodness so he's now got a body and a head might lose this. <laughs> the third goes, the older looking grayish one. He hits another limb. This time the right arm again. He kind of has a sweet spot there. Okay. Okay, All it's right. now your turn. It's a... Oh, it's another limb. Woo! You miss. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wrong arm. Yeah. It is the <laughs> first Bullywooks, the Berserkers. He's going for a headshot, but he does not. He misses. Entirely. Oh no! <laughs> he now he knows that he's gonna lose because that second one, the green one, who seemed unassuming actually, has got a body shot and a headshot. And as he throws, boom! That's a headshot. Two heads and a body. The one. crowd is cheering. He's amped up. Everyone's like, "Whoa!" Oh my God. <laughs> the last one, the older one, who's just only hit limbs, <laughs> spears the one who's winning accidentally oh, oh god. my god <laughs> thank god <laughs> he doesn't die though he only takes two damage the bullywugs start to erupt in like anger as they think that it was like more on purpose but the older <laughs> one's like no no it wasn't <laughs> right speaking bullywugs so it's just a series of croaks and chirps he is quickly escorted out of the tournament oh he's he's done yes <laughs> <laughs> so last place is reserved for him cool. so you can't come last I will feel bad though. you definitely can't come first though okay. second maybe no. You'd have to get a headshot. a headshot. We're going for the headshot. Okay. Perfect what else 20. Are you going for? Perfect 20 right here. It doesn't look like a perfect Nine 20. Plus 2, 11. Okay, so you hit another limb. You come last because the other guy was disqualified. I don't feel that bad. Gax, or like, he translates for Vox, the king, and he says, You played well. 
<laughs> However, this is a true testament to Bullywug's strength and prowess in spear throwing. So you know, spear throwing is not my strongest. Fifty gold coins to the winner. So the winner, that green Bullywug, shakes his spear above his head. You gain fifty experience points for taking part, and you gain twenty-five experience points for last place. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Is there any other events? There are no other. It seems like spear throwing is all that they had on their on their minds. Please. The party continues, but definitely dies out towards the middle of the night as we move back over to a different player. So you awake after your six-hour rest. It's now dusk, and you are in the Drakta. What would you like to do? I awaken, and my uh, my first initial thought is to check on uh, Arta. Arta, okay. Yes. You check on Arta, and she's actually conscious. She has. She looks very weak. Of course. However, she looks to you and she says, "We defeated it, didn't we?" You sure did. So she nods and smiles. She looks to you and says, "Of the Bullywug camp, there's information I need to tell you." Tell her if it's not immediate and urgent that maybe you should just take some rest. She says that, though she obviously now can't help you, right? She says that her people won't last long, and neither will any of the other captors of the Bullywugs unless you know how to get past them. She tells you that their lizard folk weren't able to get past because the Bullywugs have a new tactic. They've employed these large towers on the outside of their village. Mm-hmm. Whereas before they didn't have the towers, the lizard folk could kind of sneak up. Now that they can, they can see them coming. So the reason why she wants you to help is because she thinks you're super small, super nimble. You could probably climb these towers, take out the guards, right? And then that way they don't have any way to alert each other yeah. of your coming when you break open the cage. Mm-hmm. So she tells you that's the way to get past it. And that's what she hopes you'll do for them. I tell her, yeah, it won't be a problem. I'll do it for you. (laughs) She wishes you well and tells you that, I mean, obviously your giant toad will be a little bit of an eyesore on this one, right? Going to be noticed from far away. Especially since he went from a large to a huge. Did he go from large to huge? (laughs) Fantastic. Was that part of the level up? That's one of his evolutions. Did you explain the level up to tell everyone the new evolutions? Okay, so for the level three evolutions, I decided to do change size so he went from a large to a huge which mm-hmm. just well he just he just grows more or less he could carry more and he's he's got more reach as well that's mm-hmm. just kind of like what that is he has improved damage and i just added that onto his bite yeah so instead of 1d8 that other bite will do 2d6 damage nice and then i just i kept the two heads so that that was the uh, evolution add up for my level three awesome super cool by the way, anyone can find these homebrews on D&D Wiki under homebrew and then classes. Beastmaster and Bright Lord came from there. Planeswalker obviously came from a subreddit uh, page of homebrews, so that was super cool. So she tells you the direction that you're heading in. She has one of the that younger lizard folk draw it out for you. Mm-hmm. She also tells you about the towers and how you're going to be able to avoid detection. Okay. She wishes you the best of luck. So you're gonna be heading out towards that. Yeah. Quickly, before we end tonight, we got we're gonna hop over to one more player, Mike Tyson, Planeswalker. He is currently inside the wooden cage Get in the Bullywood camp. Shit. <laughs> inside the Bullywood camp, he awakens, and there's actually a Bullywood who has shoved a plate of food through the bars. It looks like disgusting slime, but it smells edible. I don't know. I take it from his hand, I guess. So everyone else eyes the food, you know? This is the first time that they've seen actual, like, food in a while, aside from what they usually get, which is, like, grubs. All right, I take a little bit, and then I hand it out. Uh, You're going to gain 50 experience points, again, for, like, unifying everyone. You guys are, you know, becoming a a tighter-knit community. In addition, the man, Feralt. Ooh, dear me. My spelling just illegible he comes over to you and kneels beside you he nods his head or uh points his head over towards the lizard folk who are in the corner speaking to themselves and he says if you wanted that meet and greet now's the time i say sure so he helps you to your feet and you walk he kind of walks over unassumedly right he doesn't want to seem like he's doing anything out of the ordinary 
a bullywood kind of looks to him but then just doesn't think about it at all they're not exactly thinking creatures as you walk over he introduces you to the leader or you know the the prison leader of the lizard folk whose name is vanta vanta is a large male who appears to be you know just process of elimination he just seems to be the one who speaks for the lizard folk who are here of which there are about 10 he looks to you in a deep voice he asks what do you want mage i say i want to offer you guys some food so he looks to you and then the others kind of look to vanta as if waiting for like his go ahead and then he nods he doesn't take any but everyone else does he's kind of like you know leader mode right now he then says so the human tells me you want to escape yeah i do so he says and how exactly do you plan to do this you think we haven't tried yeah i heard you guys tried but you didn't have me on your side i lost two good men what makes you useful to us i'm a great man (laughs) deception check (laughs) (laughs) okay he looks to the others and then kind of looks to the bullywugs who are watching and he from underneath the cloth that's covering up his cloaca he reveals two small hand knives and then looks to the others who also reveal an assortment of knives and sharp stones and he says what do you have in mind i open my hand and make a small flame appear okay say we burn this bitch to the ground (laughs) plus one inspiration point it's very like tyson mckay to be flamey and flame it up a moody teen very angsty i love it (laughs) Tyson McKay is pretty much just an angsty Blink-182 fan. Lost my mom. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and they lost their favorite band. It's okay. Vanta looks to you and says, first of all, we're going to need to melt that lock. No problem. Also, a distraction would be nice. All right. Basically, he's asking you for it. He's not asking you to provide every single part of the escape plan. He just wants... I can do it all. <laughs> all right. Am I still at this event? Yeah, they're drinking, imagine, prison wine, but worse than that. So I don't drink it. Okay, that's, I mean, you do you. How far are those towers away from me? The closest tower, if you look at this little tiny map, for those who don't have a map, obviously, because you're at home, it's about 20 feet away, diagonally, Gotcha. from the tower. The other tower is on the other side of the camp. How quickly do you need to me to make a, make a distraction? We just wait. Obviously, look around. All these frogs are getting drunk off of their intoxicants. We just wait until they pass out. Guards lower, melt the lock. We go out quiet. I can do this. He looks to his other lizard folk and he says, Dereez. Dereez is the second in command of sorts. And Dereez looks towards him. His eyes are actually a slightly different shade they're kind of darker they're not even like really green and one of them is actually clouded over by a scar Dries seems a little bit older than vanta he says you're like you'll be the one to provide the distraction cool. so Dries knows what he's gonna do sounds good to me it's a waiting game now the bullywigs are still partying hard and you know they ain't stop until sun up the other prisoners, some who have overheard, are like they seem a little bit more excited. But Vanta, who actually never talks to the humans, tend, like calm, like quiets them immediately. He says loud enough for the bullywugs to actually hear, but because these bullywugs don't speak common, he's actually not too concerned about it. He says, "Quiet, you'll ruin everything." And the humans like shut the fuck up real quick. <laughs> Vanta's pretty intimidating. Josh, take. Yeah. 100 experience points starting the prison breakout oh yeah all right ladies and gentlemen all good things come to an end and not everything you know what my mother always said leave them wanting more and i think that we should kind of take that into effect to recap a great banquet and a really cool tournament well not really event really of job spear throwing which led to a loss but still you represented your country well third place baby bronze medal <laughs> Rio 2016. (laughs) A really cool scene with Arta and a nice gift from her grandfather. Also a mission to help save the lizard folk from the bullywugs. Josh, the beginnings of an escape and a breakout. Prison inmates are going to riot. 
shit's gonna go wild and you started it so super cool any last comments questions or concerns before we sign off boys going to bed all right way to end on an upbeat note ladies (laughs) and gentlemen thank you so much i am noah your dm joined by all of our players join us next time for some more dungeons and dragons bright lord peace out Woo! guac out hey it's tyson mckay and this is what's up next week on the dicey g20 so 10 gallons of water drops on the boil. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to be very pissed. You spear two oh, through the chest, nice. instantly killing both of them. And you just, oh in your God. mouse fury rage, you're just squeezing his throat tighter and tighter. All background music and audio comes from Tabletop Audio. If you're running your own campaign, visit tabletopaudio.com to find music for any situation.